This message is produced by the Transformation Edge Church. We believe you'll be inspired and transformed by it. The Trans Edge, a change is inevitable. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you. We worship you, God, because you are amazing. And we know your word is able to make us wise and give us an inheritance amongst those that are sanctified. I praise you, God, because that is what your word is starting to do right now. And Father, by your spirit, you would change the precepts, the content, the, the perception of our hearts. Uh, you would continue to shift us towards your way, towards your word, towards you know, your inclinations, oh God, because you said your, as your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your, way, your ways are higher than our ways. You're calling us to have fellowship in that, in that regard, Father. And we want to have fellowship in that way where we continue to sit at par with the way you think, Father. We praise you. Our hearts are open. And I'm open, Father, for you to use me this morning to speak words of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Very quickly, how many of us here um, pray in, in the Spirit? And when I say pray in the Spirit, at this stage, I'm talking about praying in other tongues. One. Two, three, four, five. Yeah? Any more? Any more? Five people. Great. And that's, that's great. And, um, and that is not to say that when you don't pray in other tongues, you're not spiritual. But what it suggests is that you are running on the usual normal lane. You see, on M4, there are three lanes on M4. There is a slow lane where the learners are required to, to drive on. And there's the fast lane. And there is also the ambivalent lane. And the ambivalent lane is the middle one, which is, I'm not sure where to belong, low, uh, slow, or fast. But you see, the, the fast lane, which is the extreme uh, right lane, they call it the lane that you used to overtake, right? So that's the overtaking lane. Say that with me, overtaking. Oh, great. So that's the overtaking lane, right? And it's quite interesting. At times, some people stay on that lane. I do. I don't just overtake and then sit in the middle. No, I always stay on that fast lane because I know any opportunity to overtake even much more I'll keep going. So those three lanes, at times, describes our connection with the Spirit of God, our connection, thank you, our connection, the way we connect, our spiritual connection. And we're not talking about physical connection in terms of, okay, possibly coming to church and doing all of the other things. No, we're talking about we are all praying, right? But there are some who just praise, and there are some who really praise, and there are some who just praise crazy. And it's not about how long you pray. It's about the effectiveness. How effective is your praise? And we've been given the Holy Spirit for a reason. There were people who used to serve God without the Holy Spirit. They served God without the Spirit. But then Jesus said, that the time is coming, and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in truth and in spirit. Okay, so I'm going to try 
and draw three lanes. Hopefully this makes sense. Okay. How many of us have got a P plate here? P plate, P platers, don't be shy. P platers, great. Red or green? What color? Red. What color? Green. Okay, she's got a green, he's got a red, he's wearing a red uh, top, and she's wearing a green skirt. How nice. All right, so red. So let's say red and green. And here, full license. Okay, but, but that's, not, that's not how it works, actually. That's not how it works. So in other words, it's not like, okay, so if you've only got a red P, you drive on this lane. If you've got a green P, you drive on this lane and only full license drive here. No. But I'm just trying to show you, at times, the confidence level. People, people's confidence. I know uh, Kate, when she had a red P, she wanted to drive to Port Macquarie, and I said no. You can't, sorry, you don't have that experience. Uh, but not because she didn't have the experience, she had the confidence, whether or not she had, experience, had no experience, but she had the confidence, she wanted to. But from uh, a father's perspective, I thought, no, I won't allow you to do that. Because it's not about, you know, it, it, the, the accident do, does not happen every second you drive. It happens once, at times in a lifetime. I don't want to expose you to that. Okay? All right. So, but now, with green pea, if she wants to drive to London, it's okay, go. But just ensure that you don't drive more than what? 100. But red pea, don't drive more than? 90. If you're on L's, don't drive more than? 80. All right. And that is not to say accident does not occur on 80, 90, 100. It even occurs on 40, right? It happens. The people who, you know, most pedestrian accidents that happen actually does not happen, they don't happen uh, at 90. They happen below 50, most of them. Most of them. All right. So let's forget about all the speed. But we do know that on M4, people drive on this lane, the first lane, the middle lane, and on the other lane, and this lane is the, take, is the overtaking lane. There are people who, in their prayer life, they just stay on the first lane. And in this lane, what they do in this lane majorly is just to, you know, Jesus, you want us to pray? I'm praying and I'm satisfying the requirement of prayer. So I just pray because... It feels good to pray. So you just pray so that they feel okay. And at times we pray at this lane, not really expecting answers to our prayers. We just pray because it's okay to pray, because the Bible says pray. At this lane, the second lane, people pray because they feel like at times, you know what, the more we pray at times, the more it occurs, it happens, and they've got some level of faith that it will work. But this lane, the overtaking lane, there is a way to pray that surpasses the second and the first levels of praise. And that is praying in the spirit. 
Every time you pray in the spirit, you are on the, you are on the overtaking lane. So why do you say that? There's nothing wrong with praying, you know, staying on, on the middle lane. You will still get to where you're going. All right, but when there's traffic, you're stuck behind. But if there's a space to move faster, what happens? You move. You overtake. The spirit positions us in the overtaking lane. Can I say that again? I like it when you look at me like that. It looks like you're confused. It's okay. We'll get there in a minute. But the spirit of God positions us in the overtaking lane because we do not know what we ought to pray for. Romans chapter 8. We do not know how we ought to pray. We do not know how much things we need to, you know, put together in our words. We don't know. Now, at times, that's when you finish praying, you stand up, then you remember the next person that you didn't remember to call their name in your prayer. And now you start feeling guilty. And you go, oh, God, and this person. And if we really need to put our whole prayer points together, it probably might take you a few months to, to gather them. Because as the new day comes, there is a new requirement. There's a new prayer point. There's a new need. And it could be within you. It could be outside of your family. It could be in your neighborhood. And when we start to think that way, we limit ourselves in the efficiency of our prayers. And that is why I've not talked about the benefits of the Holy Spirit, but rather I'm talking about the advantages. Because there are benefits of prayers. But the advantages of having the Holy Spirit pray on your behalf is much more. Is much more. How would you like it when the Holy Spirit pray on your behalf? So what does that even mean? I'll tell you what it means. If I ask you in this place to point out those people who look more spiritual than you, you'll find some, right? Don't forget I said who look more spiritual. Doesn't mean they are more spiritual. But you'll find some. You'll point very quickly. And probably I may not even be number one on your list. But you point to some people because they look and they appear more spiritual. So you point. You look at the one that's possibly not, I don't know. I don't want to cause any problem this morning. But possibly those ones that don't even wear makeup. You see, yeah, that one looks more spiritual. And you point to them. You go, yeah, that one. So let's say we identify three people that are more spiritual and they are in our prayer team and they come to church very early to pray. And we said, from today onward, these three people will be praying on your behalf. Anything that you want, just send it to them and they will pray for you. Would you be more comfortable? Of course we will be. Why? Because these guys are doing it for us. And we know even if God does not answer my prayer because of how terrible my sin is, he will look on these people. Right? At times we think that way. But but if I tell you that we've all got the same opportunity to tap into the Spirit and pray by the Spirit, or rather allow the Spirit to pray on our behalf. We've all got that opportunity. And at times we wonder, so how does that happen? 
And one way that is done, one way, not the only way, one way that is done is by speaking in other tongues. And at times, most of us go, Where, what does that even mean? So does it mean I have to speak uh, Japanese? Or speak, you know, Spanish? Something of that nature. No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that you speak a language that is given to you by the Holy Spirit. And this language usually sounds stupid. It's true. The language usually sounds stupid. No one understands it. That's what the Bible says. No one gets it. So in other words, if someone goes, I understand what you're saying, then probably that is not particularly speaking in other tongues. Because they can understand you. And if they can understand you, it just possibly means that you've got a gift of speaking in another language. Okay? So the gift of speaking in another language is different from being the ability to speak in other tongues. So it's just like having the gift of healing. So the gift of healing is different from the normal uh, gift that is given to the church. That when you lay hands on the sick, they recover. But there are some people who have got the gift of healing. We are all called into, uh, the, or rather, we've all got the ability to preach the gospel. We, in fact, we are all ambassadors of Christ. That's what the Bible tells us in first, Second Corinthians 5, verse 18. So we are all ambassadors of Christ. So if we are ambassadors of Christ and Jesus say, go into all the world and preach the gospel and teach. So it means that we all have this generic uh, gifting of preaching and teaching. But there are still some people who are specifically teachers of the word. Because they've been gifted that way. So there's a gift of speaking in tongues. There's a gift of healing. There's a gift um, and so many others. So those are gifts. But nevertheless, for us, in the general opinion of it, we can speak in other tongues in a way where we sit almost permanently on the fast lane and just allowing the Spirit of God to work through you. All right, I'm going to show you a few things very quickly. And we're talking about the advantages of speaking, or rather the advantages of praying in the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Pray in the Spirit. Say to someone, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the spirit. At all times, at all times. And, on and on every occasion. And that sounds like giving us a requirement. That's an instruction. Say, so pray in the Spirit at all times, on all, every occasion, and stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. But the point I'm showing you is the need to pray in the Spirit at all times. So it's not, okay, when you're hiding in your closet, that's when you need to pray in the Spirit. No, you can pray in the Spirit at all times. I, I tell you what happens with me most of the time. Uh, I get lazy praying in my understanding because then I've got to 
you know, watch out who I'm praying for and who I'm not praying for. I don't want to get up from my knees or stop praying and feeling like, oh, I've not prayed for Buki today. I just forgot. No. But I do know that if I pray by the Spirit, God understands exactly what my thoughts are and even much more than that. And that's what the Scripture says. That's what the Scripture says. So number one, when you pray in the Spirit, it brings you freedom. Freedom of expression. That you are not caught within your own thinking. So, who am I to pray for today? Or, or how far do I pray? Or, you're, not, you're not caught in that. You, you have freedom to express. At times, your expression in the Spirit is far beyond what you, what you can even think or imagine. Why? Because it's the Spirit that is doing it on your behalf. So, but you've not talked about that yet. We're, we're going there. The Bible says in uh, Psalm chapter 51, verse 10, say, restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your free spirit. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me, uphold me, keep me up with your free spirit. You see, then with your free spirit, I would teach transgressors your way and sinners will be converted unto thee. In other words, that spirit that brings about freedom, another translation calls it an unforced spirit. An unforced spirit. Unforced spirit. When you are upheld with the unforced spirit, you you start to feel freedom in in your Christian life, in your life as a child of God. You start to feel that you're not restricted to a pattern of worship. You're not restricted to one way that, you know, a, a particular set of people have told you this is how to worship. We were talking about it on Friday, how David realized that the first time he went to carry the, or take the ark of God from the Philistines, um, you know, the Bible said they danced, with, you know, or rather they, they, they celebrated with their might. But we later realized, you know, a few chapters later, that they really did not celebrate with their might until they realized that what they were doing was after the pattern of what they have described or what they have described for themselves, not by the Spirit. But when they started to follow the Spirit, there was no holding back. There was no holding back. Number two, the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Say, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, and what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things... God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So even what we cannot in our own wildest dreams fathom. So these are the things that God has prepared or rather revealed to us by his spirit. So the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Why would they say the deep things of God? In other words, Things that are not meant for the now at your stage. But when you connect by the Spirit, it shows it to you. In other words, it shows you your future. It helps you to access your future even when, before you were ready for it. Why? Because you're on the first lane. It's true. Because you can only see what is ahead when you're on the first lane. You can't see it at the middle lane when you're stuck behind the traffic. 
Because anyone who is ahead of you in the middle lane or in the slow lane determines how fast you run. True? Yeah. If they are driving 90, you can't be driving 100. You only have to slow down to 90. Until that part of you, that citizenship, you know, that thing, that you know, human part of you goes, oh, well, I've got to give this guy some space. <laughs> Enough space. And probably you might end up driving a bit less than 90. So in other words, the people ahead of you, at the front of you, determine how fast you can move. So in other words, if the people in your life are those who are restricted to the idea of, you know what, let's just pray, you know, are we ready to pray? Let's just pray regarding this person. And they are only praying about what they know, the ideas that they know, and the prayer requests without actually getting into the spirit and allowing the spirit to direct that pattern of prayer. You will be stuck behind prayer request list. It's true. Because it's only what you've written down that you can pray about. But if you go, all right, we're praying. But Holy Spirit, you're going to use whatever I've got in my mind right now. And even much more, do whatever you want to do with me. And he does. He does. So, the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. So, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? If the same way, or rather, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual thought words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but consider them foolishness. At times, that, that's what we think, especially when it comes to uh, speaking in other tongues. Well, it's foolishness. It, but it doesn't sound right. No one understands you. But that's what Paul said. He said, well, no one should understand you. He said, but you've been speaking in tongues. You've been praying and speaking in tongues. He said, but no one gets what you're saying. Said, yeah, of course. No one should. Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. Say, so anyone that prays in other tongues, does not minister to people, they minister to God. So, but however, if someone walks through the doors and meets all of you speaking in other tongues, you know, in a language they can't understand, they probably might say, you, or, uh, something is wrong with you guys. So this is something that might say that, because they don't get it. So, so because of those people, pray in your understanding, so that at least they get the, you know, the, the benefit from the association, they benefit from the communion, they benefit from, you know, us gathering together. And that is great. But would you rather that limit you? No, don't allow it to limit you. So in other words, when you have freedom to pray by yourself, go ahead, pray in other tongues. Pray by the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. You see, there's a difference, there's a slight difference between praying by the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. But praying by the Spirit means you are led by the Spirit to pray. But praying in the Spirit means you are praying in tongues in a language no one understands. And it's beneficial. 
verse 14 again. It said, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. They are discerned only through the spirit. In other words, you can only understand them by the spirit of God. So the person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgment. For who has not the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. How interesting is that? I say, but we have the mind of Christ. Number three, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. You know, Jesus went to the disciples and, uh, you know, at the Garden of Gethsemane. He called his three Inakalkus disciples with him. The others were somewhere else, and he called these three people. And they walked with him a little bit, and he said to them, you hold on, I'm going up to pray. So he went ahead to pray. But when he came back, he found them sleeping. And he asked them a question. Come on, why are you sleeping? Can't you just watch with me? At least for one hour. Can't you just watch for one hour? And he didn't wait for them to respond. He responded on their behalf. He said, I know, it's okay. Because your flesh is weak, although your spirit is willing. Your spirit is willing. Another translation puts it as this. Your spirit is ready. But your flesh is weak. And when he talks about weakness, it's not about tiredness or laziness or not being able to. It, whilst it's all of that, <clears throat> but in a different context, it's talking about weakness as in capacity. Your spirit does not have the capacity. Oh, sorry, not your spirit, your flesh does not have the capacity. But your spirit is ever ready, but your flesh does not have the capacity. Okay, let's, let's make that a little bit clear. If I called on, um, where's Oasis? Come here, darling. All right. <clears throat> and can I call on Iki? Come here, please. I just wait, okay, is that okay? Yeah. Icky, come on. My goodness. Look at how big the boy is. Okay, so I'm going to ask Oasis to pick up this pulpit. Can you pick it up? Is she going to struggle? Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Put it down. Icky, help, please. Thank you, doll. Thank you. All right. She's willing, right? But does she has the, have the capacity? No. Icky pick. One hand. That's not even nice. That's not fair. <laughs> He's willing too. And he has the capacity. Are you still here? So in other words, he's saying the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In other words, the flesh does not have the capacity to carry you. It does not have the capacity to bear the load. It does not have the capacity to keep going. Are you still here? Yeah. It does not. 
Although your spirit is ever willing. She's willing, but she has no strength enough to pick that stuff up. But he's willing, and he's got the strength. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Hallelujah. So what gives us the capacity is the spirit. So the spirit beats your, 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 your flesh up. In a sense, in other words, it actually bypasses your flesh. So it does not just energize your flesh. It bypasses it on a different realm, on a different level. It communicates from a higher level now. It does not communicate communicate on the, the sense realm. And that is why people who communicate on the sense, sense realm will only respond on the sense realm. But those who communicate on the spiritual realm will only get their responses from the spiritual level. Yes. It's true. Look at it here. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. In other words, the Spirit helps us in our incapacities. It helps us when, although we are willing to do it, but we don't have enough strength to carry on. It helps us. For we do not know. Now, he's describing the limitation of our flesh or rather of our human nature, all right? So the limitation is we do not know how we ought to pray, how we are supposed to pray, what we should pray for. That's what King James says. What we should pray for as we're supposed to. We do not know because we are limited. We are limited. So, but the Spirit himself, I'll say that, the Spirit himself, Oh, so, in, in other words, the spirit is not just a thing. It's a person. It's God's spirit. The Bible says he proceeds from the Father. That's God's spirit. So, but the spirit himself intercedes. What's the meaning of intercession? To intercede, to stand in the gap, to stand in between, you know, to beef up your incapacity. You know, your lawyer stands and goes, you don't say anything when we get to court. <laughs> I'll speak on your behalf because he knows what to say. Yeah. And at times you feel like he's not saying the right thing and then you start talking and he just looks at you. He gives you that look and says, just shut up. Because the more you speak, you're putting us in trouble. Just be quiet. Let me speak on your behalf. I know what the father wants. I know how he, he's going to do it on your behalf. And don't worry because all things work together for good for you. So I'm doing it for you. You just be quiet. So all you need to do is just to continue to rely on the spirit and let him do the job. Are you still here? So your mind is saying, well, I'm speaking in other tongues and it doesn't make sense to me. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Let me just quickly default back to my understanding. And I could almost hear the Spirit saying, just shut up. Just continue. Just continue. Go back. You don't understand? It's okay. Then that's where the faith works, isn't it? Faith does not say, I get, I understand where it's coming from. Faith says, whilst I don't know, but I keep holding on, right? That's where faith comes in. Because we 
as Christians, we walk by faith, not by Okay, you know, when it talks about sight, it was not only the sense of seeing. It was actually talking about perception, sensory perception. And sensory perception includes the sense of touch, taste, sight, thought, hearing, and all of that. All right? So he's saying we walk by a different perception, not by the human perception. So at times, what you are saying stops making sense to you. But all of a sudden, there's something inside of you that is bubbling up. It's bubbling up. And you just keep going. And at the moment where you tell yourself, you know what? It's okay to be stupid. It's okay to be foolish. It's okay to just continue to speak in this language. It's okay. It's okay. At times, give, your, give yourself permission to just be yourself. All right? Without trying to be proper. Are we still here? At times, we, we are too concerned about being proper. Because the first person that judges you is yourself. When you stand before the mirror, you look at yourself and you go, oh, oh. Uh. It's true. So the first thing that judges us is our own mindset. It tells you, well, you're not well-dressed. Well, you're looking really terrible. You're looking this and you're looking that. But God created you differently and he calls you wonderfully and beautifully made. You're created specially. Specially. So it's not about what you see. Allow God's spirit to take advantage of what he's already deposited inside of you. And at times when you start to speak in other tongues, it does not have to make sense to you at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. Or say to someone, it doesn't. It, and it doesn't make you feel, look improper. Uh, are you still here? It doesn't make you look improper. Amen. So feel comfortable. Get comfortable in speaking in other tongues. Get comfortable. Are you in your own car by yourself? Let it out. At least at that point, no one is looking at you. You know, let it out. You know, let it out. Just keep going. And the first thing your mind is going to tell you is, how stupid do you look? And then tell your mind, I'm just being myself. Amen. Amen. Let it out. In the shower, let it out. When you are by yourself, let it out. When you start to feel comfortable with yourself by yourself, very quickly, you start to feel comfortable in the presence of others. True? But until you are confident in yourself with what you have, with who you are, you won't be confident in being who you are outside with other people. So when you stay confident, when you start speaking in other tongues, by yourself, in your room, in your own space, in your car, and you are used to that feeling of being catapulted by the Spirit of God by yourself, it will get easier when you come to church. Are you still here? It will get easier. It will get easier. But the more you still hear people around you speaking in other tongues, the more your spirit is trained to respond. Okay? Train your spirit. Say to someone, train your spirit. Train your spirit. Train it. All right, the last part. 
The Spirit leads you to uncharted territories. John chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. And this was Jesus talking about being born again. He said, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. He says, so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. In other words, when you are born of the Spirit, God takes you anywhere. It takes you anywhere. All of a sudden, by your spirit, you are praying for someone in India. All of a sudden, by your spirit, you are praying for people that you don't know. Just by your spirit. When at times you wake up at night and you are thinking, so why did I wake up? Instead of wondering, why did I wake up? What woke me up? Oh, I can't sleep. Stop whinging and just pray. By the spirit, just pray. Don't start with Father in the name of Jesus. Don't start with the traditional way of, of praying. Just pray. Reborn, start to kill Bahasto. Just pray. Just pray. And if you wish, if you want to help your spirit a little bit, it's okay. You want to help your mind, interject it by in Jesus' name. You know, you speak in tongues a while, just say in Jesus' name to help your senses. And at times for some of us, I don't think this is the end of this message. But at times, for some of us, we pray a bit in the spirit and we feel distracted. We feel like we're not connected anymore. There's a way to bring yourself back. There's a way. You want to know? You'll be here on Friday, right? (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. No, there's a way to bring your spirit back. There's a way at times you find yourself, you're praying in the spirit because your mind is not following it. You're distracted. You start to think about the food in the, in the freezer. How that you have to bring it out so that it defrosts before the children come back from school. No, 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 no. You need to bring yourself back. And how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you do that? In a very ethical manner. All right, can we talk about the ethics of praying in the spirit on Friday? In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet? Praise God. The Spirit helps us. The Spirit helps us. We do not know what we ought to pray for as we, or rather, we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit helps us, helps us, helps us to make intercession. It helps us. It makes intercession for us according to the will of God. It makes intercession for us according to the will of God. According to God's will. So when you pray in the spirit, the spirit of God is making intercession on your behalf according to God's will. At times we don't even know what the will of God is concerning a particular thing. But when the spirit prays on our behalf, he's making intercession according to God's will. This is what God wants for you. Why? Because he makes all things work together for our good to them that believe and love God. To them who are the called. We are the called of God. We are the called of God. And if I were you this morning, if you know how to speak in our tongue, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. And at times, this actually is an opportunity to actually learn how to speak in our tongues. You say, but don't I need to be prayed for to, to uh, speak in our tongues? Of course, you need to be prayed for. But, but you see, at times, your faith is enough to take you on to that domain, to that level. And you just go ahead. Don't even wait to be prayed for. Why? Because right here, the Spirit of God has saturated this place. And you can key into it. 
You can key into it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And for some of you, you're still wondering, oh, so what is this about? That's why I'm inviting you to come on Friday. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the Spirit of God takes you to a faster lane. This time, you, it doesn't slow you down because you are not by yourself. You are not on your own. You are walking by the Spirit. You are praying by the Spirit. He takes you faster. In the name of Jesus. Retu Bahalik, take Ibrahas to Dakante. Burendo, Shango Barik, Aduzo Barik, Enko Kruba Dahista. Monte Lege Bayutarahas, Kendori the Brahasto, Pandegaro Koldoste. Mundari Bodonsta, Lakanda, Radosu Krakisa, Rabansko. Mundariado, Shank Heri Badante, Lege Bradustalaha. Reborn Tariga Dadaske, Lagon de Brahasto, Rimbo Lahasta. Monte Rigadaba, Jen Grabadosi Kalanto, Zempo Lahiza. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the next one minute, I just want us to rebuke the spirit of sickness and the spirit of death. It has no place in this house. It has no place on anyone in this house. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice and rebuke that spirit of death in the name of Jesus. Mundarando so kibra, ranke boronto sati bradoskaraba, mindorante so kousta, mentu zakira badostaraba. If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit shall bring life to your mother body, shall bring life to your mother body, shall vitalize your mother body. So we speak against the spirit of death, we speak against the spirit of, of sickness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for life. Ledu bazehi baha, bonzo bahas katuza hura hatehista. Thank you, Bradiza Kula Hastos. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Father. We honor you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you because you have cast a role in this house. And there is, there is a move of your spirit in this house. Father, it will set us on course. It will set us on course. The course to fulfillment. The course to redemption. Your spirit will set us on course in the name of Jesus. We will not derail in the name of Jesus. We will continue to grow in the things of God. And our hearts are open. And for those who are still struggling in their spirit, to understand the concept of praying in the spirit, to understand the concept of the advantages of praying in the spirit, Father, you cause their hearts to be open, to receive your word, your engrafted word, which is able to bring them wisdom. In the name of Jesus, you show yourself to them. You let them understand 
that this is for their benefits. I praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. The message you've heard was produced by the Transformation Edge, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com, or you may contact us via email to frontdesk at thetransedge.com, or on Facebook, The Transedge Church. You may wish to call us on 02-4731-2419. The Transedge, a change is inevitable.